Hello there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind, and today it is my absolute privilege to introduce you to Andrew Phillips, who's going to be joining us on the podcast to talk about one of my very favorite books of all time. Andrew Phillips has specialized in franchising, sales training, and professional development for over 20 years. He's the CEO of Brian Tracy Solutions, and he's also a deliverer of uh, programs off the back of some of the many best-selling books written by Brian Tracy and programs written and created by Brian Tracy himself. Now, um, if you're wondering who this man is, let me tell you a little bit about him just very, very quickly. Brian Tracy is the author of dozens of best-selling books, books that many of you will have heard of before like Goals and, of course, my very favorite business book, Eat That Frog. Now, if you've done any of our training before, you've heard me referencing eating of frogs many, many times. And so I'm really excited today to be bringing in to chat with you all, Andrew Phillips, who's going to talk a little bit about the concept of this book where it's come from, what it's all about, and the importance of goal setting and mindset when it comes to success in your business and everything that you do in life. Uh, Now, this episode was really eye-opening. It was inspiring, and even I found it incredibly motivating. I took a ton of notes myself, and I know that you will do the very same. Now, in the show notes as well, we reference a number of things that you may want to check out from doing some personality assessments, which are really important to help you get to know yourself as well as those in your team and your companies, to some sales training uh, and programs and workshops that they also offer at Brian Tracy Solutions. I highly recommend that you get in and check those out. And most importantly, if you haven't read the book yet, Eat That Frog, I know that off the back of this podcast, it's going to be the first thing you're going to want to do is grab yourself a copy. And I highly recommend that you do that for yourself. So with no further ado, I'm going to introduce you now to the amazing Andrew Phillips. Enjoy the episode. Episode. I know you're going to love it as much as I loved chatting with him myself. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. Now, you all know me, I'm Sam, but I am super privileged and super excited to be introducing an extraordinarily special guest today, Andrew Phillips, who is CEO of Brian Tracy Solutions. So welcome on in, Andrew. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me, Sam. It's a pleasure. Now, I think the pleasure is all ours because here's the thing. You might have heard me mention just then uh, Brian Tracy. I know that lots of our listeners have been Brian Tracy fans for many years. They've read uh, some of his books. For those that are listening and wondering what I'm talking about, here's why I'm so excited about this. Uh, I remember around, it was probably about 15 years ago, I was at a company conference uh, with the, the corporate company that I worked for and the uh, CEO stood up and told everyone in the room that they wanted them all to eat a frog that day. And I remember everyone looking at each other going, what are they talking about? At which point they handed us all a book that literally changed uh, the way that I worked in in my role. And it's been a bit of a Bible in my business as well. So for those that are wondering what I'm talking about is this amazing little book here called Eat That Frog. 
Um, so do you want to, Andrew, let's just start off because we're going to talk about the book today for sure. But I want to start by hearing a little bit more about you because I want our audience to know um, who you are and, uh, and, and then let's jump on in. We've got heaps to talk about today. Great, Sam. Well, look, the first thing before talking about me, I'll, I'll, I'll mention is that Eat That Frog is a pretty cool title and uh, a lot of people don't know where it comes from. So I might just say what it is. Um, Eat That Frog was a Mark Twain quote. Uh, and Mark Twain is from a small state in the United States called Connecticut. And uh, uh, I've been to the Mark Twain house there in Connecticut. And um, Mark Twain said that if you need to do uh, something that you know is a priority uh, and you need to balance it against other things that are also perhaps tasks or, or priorities, perhaps lesser priorities, imagine that you had to eat a slippery, slimy frog. And once you ate that, uh, you were set for the rest of the day and you were going to have a great productive, you know, fulfilling day and so eat that frog came as a as a quote from mark twain um and it's a great book i agree with you it's in 47 languages there's well over 5 million copies that have been sold um i have worked with brian tracy now for uh 17 years uh, and I started off uh, as a guy in Australia. I was looking for a business and I saw an advert that said, Brian Tracy writes for Australia. And I and this was in the Sydney Morning Herald. And I called up and I got this pretty smart guy and I ended up meeting him. And um, uh, I ended up uh, buying the corporate training rights to Australia um, at that at the time back in 2005. Um, I'd known Brian Tracy. Uh, I'd lived in the United States for 10 years. I'd been to events where Brian had spoken. So it was somebody that I was familiar with. And mm -hmm. um, uh, I went through a process, uh, um, almost lost the opportunity, uh, but we won that opportunity. And and ever since then, we've been developing the name Brian Tracy in Australia and around the world. And after a little while, Brian said to me, listen, I need you to help in, you know, open up the UK for me. Uh, can you do yep. that? Uh, and, and so I went down that particular path. And um, a lot of the things that come from the Eat That Frog book have been, like you, really powerful influences on the mm. way I behave and the way I conduct my business. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey for a while. And, and these days uh, I spend uh, most of my time outside Australia pre-COVID. I was definitely outside of Australia a lot. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have people uh, throughout the world that distribute our training programs. And my, my, my role is helping coaches and, uh, and helping those distributors with our programs. Yeah, so. awesome. And look, Andrew, you've, you're in Australia now, you're based in Adelaide and uh, you've, I mean, you've had a pretty colourful background yourself um, and I understand you're a bit of a, a an avid tennis player as well. So there's a bit more to you than just the coaching side of things. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, coaching and business and business in general is a means to an end and that means is is to earn enough money so that i can have flexibility in my day-to-day -day schedule i love going to tennis tournaments um i used to play tennis uh reasonably well and uh over the years i, I moved to florida uh and i played mm -hmm. uh, uh tennis there and uh used to follow the circuit around in the united states uh and canada um 
this morning before our get-together here, I was listening to an outstanding match that was going on at midnight at the French Open in Roland Garros uh, wow. at, at the moment. So, yeah, I do love it. Uh, and I've had a – I've had a – I come from a sheep farm um, and um, – you know, my father said, you'll never make a farmer, so try and find something else to do. And <laughs> and I ended up being, you know, a business owner by default. I, mm. I couldn't find jobs. I had to jump into lots and lots of different businesses. And I've been in restaurants and motorcycle courier businesses, hot dog businesses in Melbourne. I started the hot dog craze in Melbourne um, in front of nightclubs. Uh, and... Um, and then eventually I, I met someone and I chased her back to the United States and I lived over there for about 10 years doing a whole range of horrible jobs. And many, many, many <laughs> of them, like your audience, um, were involved in direct selling. And mm -hmm. no word of a lie, I have not purchased shoes. I have taken shoes that were in shoe boxes outside thrift stores and put them on my feet and walk the neighborhoods so i've done tons of door-to-door -to -door selling um and yep. uh, i've got to admit i'm pretty proud of it yeah and you know it's really funny i want to get talking about sales today because uh, you and i have obviously got a very strong sales background and this is you know you're, you're teaching you're you're you know literally walking that walk every day you're teaching others you know, how to upskill in this space. But do you know, I have to laugh at how small this world is. You know, I reached out to you about a week ago because, like I said, this book has been game-changing uh, for me in, in my life and my business in all areas of my life. But, and we'll get to talking about it. I know we're dangling the carrot here. We're going to talk about it. But um, the, the really funny thing is I, I did this reach out and I don't know how we got to it, but Andrew, it turns out we went to the same high school. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I think both of us wanted to get. No, we're, we're not going <laughs> to. We, we did. We did. Small yeah. country town, but it's hilarious how small this world is. Here I am going. Yeah. I need to reach out and and talk about this. You know, global best-selling book. Um, and it turns out we went to the same high school. So good things come out of small places is all I can say. They do, they do. And Sam, we know your audience knows it, but there's a few years that do separate us. I think I went through a little bit before you. <laughs> maybe a couple, maybe a couple. Yeah. We won't, yeah. we won't, we won't talk about yeah. that. But let's let's have a little bit of a chat about I want to talk about door to door. You just mentioned that a moment ago. So I think we should start yeah. there. Uh, there is no direction here. Let's just go where the wind takes us. So I want to talk about door to door because um, the, our audience are people uh, typically who have got party plan, network marketing, MLM businesses. They're used to the fact that they need to do reach outs and cold calls, but it doesn't change the fact that for many of them, it is an insanely scary concept to pick yeah. the phone up or do a reach out to someone that maybe they barely know or they haven't really met yet. Um you and I have gone through uh, a different form of that direct selling, which is where we've had to literally hit the pavement. And, you know, after I had my very first party plan business, I got told by my dad one day, look, you need to go out and get yourself uh, a real job. And he made me move up to Adelaide, which is where you are now, and uh, and get myself a, a full-time job. Problem was that uh, you know, coming from a small country town, uh, you know, being the little country girl, I didn't have kind of that worldly experience to know what was, you know, where, where I should go, what I should do. And so I did the the old school thing. We open the newspaper up and you look for a job. Um, I know that's not what they do now. They go to seek or they, you know, get handed for jobs sure. on a silver platter. But I opened the newspaper up and I remember this role said, 
um, in big writing, uncapped earning potential. And then underneath in little writing, it said 100% commission based. Now, I didn't know at the time what that meant. And I thought, this sounds fantastic. I'm going to, I'm going to give this a crack. And of course it was, uh, you know, they'd fill the boot of my car every morning with all sorts of junk. Um, and they give me a suburb I had to go to in Adelaide and I would have to go business to business to business with a duffel bag over my shoulder and sell this stuff to make a living. And, you know, that's a scary concept, but it was the best experience, the best eye opener, the best um, you know, uh, experience of, of, of having that rejection that I could have possibly ever had that, that you know, through default has, has taken me to where I am today. But I want to talk to you a little bit about selling to start off with, because we were chatting about this. What do you think um, is, you know, the, the most important thing that we need in order to be successful at being salespeople? One word, goals. Two words, clarity. Uh, we need clarity around those goals. You you went through your journey. I've done the same kind of journey. Uh, and, and, and frankly, I saw the same kind of ads and did the same thing. Uh, why did we... Why did we do it? Uh, because we had a bit bigger picture in mind. We, we wanted to achieve something. It might have been that we wanted to take a flight to India, or, or which was my case. Uh, and, and, you know, we needed money. We needed to achieve something. So um, for any of us that are listening, um, you know, there's, there's a couple of secrets to success that they're not really secrets at all, ultimately. But having goals that are emotionalized that really mean something to you in your heart uh, uh, are, are essential. So most people that are involved in sales don't take the time to think about what what are their goals? What are their five-year or 10-year goals uh, and really vision forward? We, we kind of do, we kind of don't, we get distracted, but we actually need a written plan. Uh, and as you'll know from uh, Eat That Frog, only 3% of people have a written plan. Yeah. So for anybody that's listening here to jump into the top 3%, it's time to write out a great plan. Um, but, but at the very heart of your question is, is, the, is the very need to think about the reasons that you are going to pick up the phone. It's not about the other person. Obviously, you want to give great customer service. You've got a product that you enjoy being a part of, uh, but you really need to, especially on the cold, wintry days uh, where, where you may not want to get out of bed, you've got to remember, why am I doing this? What's my why? Mm -hmm. uh, and really, really work that through. Think about your why goals, your how goals, and then your what goals as is to what you're going to achieve ultimately. So uh, yeah. that'll give you the motivation if they're really emotionalized. And lastly, Brian talks about, you, you know, success is about having reasons or flames in the furnace. The hotter the, mm. the more reasons, the hotter the flames, uh, the better the furnace will burn. So um, yeah. that's, that's the answers. Yeah, I love that. So good. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about as well is that, um, you know, where, where your head's at. Um, I want to, I want to chat a little bit now about Eat That Frog because, look, and, and I don't want to overlook the fact that Brian Tracy has written many best-selling books. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to ask you a little bit about those in a moment, but let's talk about the the elephant in the room, which is the frog. And can mm. you um, tell everybody a little bit about, you've explained, you know, about where the, the frog came from, you know, Mark Twain. I love that story. I didn't know that. I think that's amazing to to hear a bit of that backstory. 
Um, but, you know, people that have read this book, you'll often hear them using the phrase because it almost becomes part of their verbiage. Oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna, I've got to eat a frog. I've got a frog to eat. It's You know, I even said to Greg this morning, I've, I've got to eat my frog today. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. one of my favourite quotes, I've actually got it sitting up on the wall here. I've got both of them on Post-its. The first rule of eating the frog is this. I'm actually going to read this out of the book because it's too far away now for me to read it off the wall. If you have to eat um, two frogs, eat the ugliest one first. And the second rule of frog eating is this. If you have to eat a, a live frog at all, it doesn't pay to sit and look at it for very long. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's so cool, good. yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So good. So tell us a bit about the book for those that don't know what it is or those that need a little refresher. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's uh, as you've sort of outlined already, it, it's, a, it's a terrific book. It's got 21, you know, essential steps to ensure that you uh, don't fall into procrastination, don't fall into your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson was the guy that said the comfort zone is the hobgoblin of little minds. <laughs> good. Horrible, good, horrible thing to hear, but so yeah. true. Yeah. And, you know, even Brian talks about the fact that, you know, hey, it's kind of natural to be in your comfort zone. Why would you want to leave your comfort zone? It's warm in there. Uh, mm. It's cosy. Mm. Uh, but we really don't achieve anything unless we stretch outside that comfort zone. And yeah. Eat That Frog is about doing that. It's not just about Uh, setting tasks and achieving tasks through a day it's about setting an overall holistic plan yeah Uh, then simplifying and eliminating noise uh, getting clarity which then you know reduces stress Um, there's a theory called the locus theory of control and the more in control you are the less stress you have so it's better to have a simple plan and if that frog sort of aims and targets itself to achieve those outcomes Mm -hmm. um and Brian has written 85 books to date. Um, wow. Yeah, pre-COVID, he was writing four books a year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I would pick him up off an aeroplane, and I knew that he was sitting at the pointy end, and I'd be waiting, you know, like a dutiful soldier, uh, you know, to pick him up, and he'd be the last person off the plane yeah. because he's constantly scribbling notes yep. and writing. And, and I think what, you know, anybody can write a book well that's not quite true i'll say that most people can't because they don't have the discipline to finish it but yeah. um or read read, read yeah. i guess is is one thing but what brian's genius is is about is collating lots of information and bringing it together in pretty simple clear writing that's easy to understand and implement but the, the thing that I like about him, and I know you do too, is that, you know, there's always one task that we're going to do immediately. Mm. And you need to sort of get a little confidence up every time you complete those tasks. The first call of the day is always the hardest call. The, the 10th call is easy. And if we just understand, you know, again, why we're doing something, uh, we'll go through the pain to achieve that goal. And yeah. the confidence that you get from achieving a goal allows you to get, have the energy to do it again and again. Yeah, so. it's so good. And I will say that one of the things I really love about the book is the fact that everything is is broken down uh, with, you know, you sort of read a section and then you've actually got a frog to eat, which is a, a task um, yeah. that relates to that. So everything's actionable, which makes it, you know, it, yeah. I actually found it in some ways I found it a little bit tricky to read um, because I was doing it during my lunch hour and I had to stop all the time and go back to the office and, you know, <laughs> sit down and, and right. action the step. But it really instilled it 
And I found myself one day on a plane um, doing the Brian Tracy thing and scribbling this stuff down as one of those activities. And it just brought so much clarity. My poor team got bombarded that day, I can tell you right now, with all of these ideas and and uh, and things that came from it. So it's it's a powerful way to read, I think. Yeah. And, and, and uh, as we talked a little bit about before we started, uh, I've taken the book itself and a pretty scrappy Word document that Brian had delivered to me, and I turned it into a, a one-day workshop that can be done in a classroom. So if somebody's yep. not interested in reading, uh, you know, perhaps they can join a class and do an Eat That Frog workshop. Um, and, and for those that are, prefer to be at home, they can do an interactive workshop as well. So you can actually, yep. you know, go deeper than, than the read. The book's essential. Uh, but you can go deeper if you want to. Yeah, awesome. So if, if there's someone listening today that's like, you know what, I like book, great, but or maybe they've read the book and they're like, what what can I do next? Uh, that you've got, you guys have got some workshops and things available on your website that they can check out? Yep, we sure do. And we have um, uh, experienced uh, coaches throughout Australia. They can deliver courses wherever you are. Uh, you can definitely come to me and I assume my details will be in the show notes. So uh, you can come to me and I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, and right. Sam, I'm going to talk you into delivering a, a workshop as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd sounds, be great. Sounds like fun. So we'll, we'll pop that in the show notes for everybody as well. So you can check out Brian Tracy Solutions uh, and, and you know, have a little bit of a look at some of the workshops available. It's not just Eat That Frog. There's a few other workshops there. I've had a little look myself and uh, looks really exciting. So I just want to come back as well to the, the, the I guess, the mindset for a moment of, um, you know, the people that we're speaking to in this podcast are people who are, for the most part, solopreneurs. We have a few of the corporates who are in head office. Um, by the way, you guys, uh, you know, you can certainly um, do group training and coaching as well. So great, you know, opportunity for head offices to check out if they want to you know, um, do something to empower their field. But I just want to talk about mindset. So can you tell yeah. us how mindset relates um, to, and we all know it relates to the sale, but can you give us a few little pointers and tips to help people yeah. that are thinking, how can I improve my mindset to help me do better? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with a quick story and then and that story will evolve into the, into the answers there. There was a guy um, back in the 1900s called Andrew Carnegie, uh, and Andrew Carnegie was the richest guy on the planet at the time, and he had more money than Warren Buffett and Bill Gates put together. When he got a little bit older, he commissioned a study of some 3,000 businesses and, 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 and 3,000 executives, and he said, listen, I want you to tell me what all the attributes of success are. And uh, Napoleon Hill was engaged in this study and a few other people we might know, and um, they came back with 65, 66 attributes of success. Mm-hmm. In any endeavour, as a as a salesperson, as a parent, it didn't matter. Uh, and Andrew Carnegie said, "Go away and come back with three. Mm-hmm. And so they went away and they sliced it down to three essential attributes for success. And knowledge is one. You need to be knowledgeable in the uh, marketplace that you're in. To be in the top ten percent, you need to have a lot of knowledge. You need to have skills. Skills are the application of knowledge. And uh, the final ingredient was attitude. You need to have a great attitude. And that's, you know, 85% of success. Skills are 7.5 and knowledge is 7.5% of success. So if we understand that the way that we think is the 
barometer of success. To be successful around mindset, one needs to be able to control the way one thinks. So that can be with clarity. If you can control the words or the thoughts that are going into your head, see the pattern is we have thoughts that generate emotions, that generate words, that generate actions. Mm-hmm. So that's the pro- that's the correct pathway, you know, thoughts, emotions, same kind of thing, words that come out of our mouth, and then actions. It's going to be a great day. I'm really excited about today. Uh, terrific. Yeah, it's a great day. Uh, and all of a sudden, my actions are positive, and I, I, I'm committing to something. That's the right pathway. And in training, what we often see, and particularly in sales, is we see the reverse happening. We see uh, actions leading to words, uh, leading to thoughts. And so we have sloping shoulders because we're not doing well. Mm-hmm. Our, we have negative language because of inflation or I've knocked on 45 doors and, you know, I can't take it anymore. Uh, and then our, our thoughts are negative and the spiral begins that way so mindset and the way that we think the ability to control our thoughts positive and negative we can't stop negative thoughts but we can deal with them and just sort of flick them off our shoulder if we if we can uh that's the best pathway to getting the right kind of emotions um as brian talks about and others have talked about over the centuries you know there's five key negative emotions that we've got to try to avoid and it's not easy I think about them all the time. Uh, I write my goals out every day uh, just to get calibrated so that I'm not, you know, getting involved in these negative thoughts. And we all have ups and downs, so 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 we, we do and we can and we will, but you've got to be able to control them. And, you know, the big, the big negatives are, you know, um, fear, blame, greed, jealousy, envy, judgment, these sorts of things. Um, mm-hmm. If we can sort of eliminate and, and stop sort of, engaging in those sort of thought patterns and yeah. really go positive as best as we can for as long as we can we'll get the uh right words the right emotions and then the right activities the right actions uh that, so, so that's a bit of a long-winded answer but that's mm-hmm. legitimate studies that have that have demonstrated that and there's been people through you know from maxwell maltz to to brian tracy that have articulated this yeah. um this process yeah, so. amazing. I love what you've you've said as well about, you know, there's a couple of things I want to pull back there, um, but, you know, reference to the fact that we all, uh, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's you, Andrew, or even probably Brian Tracy himself, anyone who's successful accepts and understands that you're still going to experience those emotions, but it's what you do about it that really matters. Um, it's one thing to be proactive, and, and I really want to come back to what you said about writing down your goals in a moment. But being reactive is something I want to talk about too because I know that for a lot of our listeners, they'll be thinking, okay, it's one thing to preempt that I may experience yeah. these emotions and what am I going to do every day in advance to, uh, to, to um, you know, be, uh, you know, proactive about how I'm, how I'm going to tackle the day, right? But what happens when you're in the middle of it and you go, okay, well, I'm now experiencing these emotions. What can I do in that moment? Have you got any tips or suggestions for people to yeah. help get them back on track? Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a couple of things that have worked for me. Uh, so from experience, I'll, I like to have a, an affirmation that says, I am responsible. Mm. 
And then I break up the word responsible to response ability. Put a hyphen in the middle of response ability. The way I respond to something negative or positive is, you know, indicative of the values that I have, the way Mm -hmm. that, you know, the way I conduct myself. Uh, So so do I fly off the handle uh, and get crazy uh, or do I sort of get cool and calm and go, okay, this is a problem. Let's work the problem. How am I going to resolve it? So, yeah, I think that's an excellent point, Sam. It's one, you're dead right. It's one thing to to be aware, but when things happen and they will happen, how do I respond to them is the key. Um, yeah, so um, it's a learned process, and that's the power of habits uh, that, that that is essential. But sort of, I am responsible is a is a is an excellent affirmation, you know, that you can put in the back of your mind. Yeah, I love that. So good. And, you know, just as you were saying that, I was thinking about, you know, that response ability, but it's, it's, yeah, I am able, what am I, what am I able to do in this moment? And, you know, what, what should my response be? I love that. So good. Um, I'm chucking that one on my wall too. I'm stealing it from you, Andrew. I think that's great. Go for it. (laughs) Um, So just want to come back to the goals for a sec. I know because obviously I've read this book multiple times and I know that the the goal setting side of it is is a core and that why is a core because you're coming back to that all the time and setting goals without a why is pointless because you've got nothing to attach to. But, um, you know, you mentioned that you write your goals out every day. Now, I I know some people might be thinking, oh, that sounds like a a big onious task, you know, a lot of work. But can you tell me um, what that looks like for you? Yeah. um, I can show you since we're on a podcast. Um, I have a little booklet and I carry around this little booklet. So I leave it on the kitchen table in the morning and I'm, I, I sort of get up and I have a cup of tea and I go, okay, all right, okay, do it again. And I think, you know, I back back in, uh, speaking of Adelaide, back in, um, oh, it might be 2009, Brian came to Adelaide and uh, Brian became famous, uh, um, another quick story, he became famous through network marketing. Uh, he, he, he was recognised... Um, a number of different ways, but back uh, oh, when he first got started, he spoke on stage for three days to an Amway audience in Canada. Three days without notes, three full days without notes. And so Amway really took up Brian Tracy and promoted things like Eat That Frog. And anyway, he he, he, he was in Adelaide uh, for, in those days, a New Ways conference. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, again, that's kind of a network marketing. Oh, we've got some know. listeners from both of those companies on our podcast, so I know you'll be yeah, speaking yeah. to them. I'm not a distributor of New Ways, but, but I do enjoy some of their products, even mm. to today, because I believe in them. And um, um, anyway, one of the things that Brian talked about there was writing goals out daily and the difference mm. between sort of people that, you know, achieve a little bit versus people who achieve a lot are those mm. that actually write them out daily. It doesn't yeah. have to be onerous. It takes me all of about two minutes, maybe four minutes if I'm thinking about it. It's just a calibration mechanism to say, okay, what am I achieving this month? What am I achieving this quarter? What are my goals for the half year, the year, and what are my goals two or three years out? Yeah. I, I, I used to worry about 10 years, but it's too far. There's too much change. 
I sort of stick to just sort of a micro space. And, you know, one of the goals that I have, and hopefully, Sam, you'll see me achieve it, is is I, I want to, you know, spend six months in Europe uh, going to all of the tennis tournaments from Rome to Barcelona to Madrid to Monte Carlo to Paris. And, you know, I talk about that a lot. And, uh, you know, I write that. That's like a five-year goal I've got at the moment. So yep. I write those out each day. And in just a little notebook, the trick is – and we teach this in one of our programs, is if you haven't started writing out your goals daily, write them out on a blank piece of paper day one. And you're going to go through this for 10 or 12 days. Day one, write out your goals. Okay, it might take a little bit longer. Day two, get up and do it again or do it before you go to bed. But don't look at the previous day. Don't. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do, don't. Throw it away if you have to, but write them all out again and then do it the third day and don't look at the second or the first day. And so it goes for 10 or 12 days. And what the subconscious, the super subconscious does, it sorts those goals uh, to goals that actually are emotionalized. And you really want to achieve these now. You're like, wow, I got a master list here. This is cool. So if you can take 10 to 14 days out of your time and just write those goals out daily, uh, you'll get a master list. And that's going to help you in selling, you know, because now you go, yeah. okay, I, I, I really, really am deep into my reasons now. Uh, yeah. And you'll achieve them much faster that way. So. Yeah, so good. I love that. And when you were talking about your goals as well, and I'm, I'm writing notes down here because I'm, I'm thinking this is, you know, look, I, I don't care how much learning we do, um, but, you know, th there's always that application of the knowledge. Knowledge isn't power, it's just potential power. And, what, you know, right. so many of us are, you know, avid learners, but how much are we actually putting in place? And I'll put my hand up and say there's so much stuff that I could still be implementing that I don't. And, um, and you know, writing a goal out every day, I love that idea and I, I certainly haven't been doing that. So yeah. what I do want to ask, and this is, you know, I'm super interested in your answer here, is, you know, when you're writing your goals out, you know, or you're setting those goals, you know, are we, because I know a lot of our, our listeners um, tend to focus on, I think I said this to you before, Andrew, they focus on their business goals. They focus on mm. their, and, and I heard you talking about tennis. I know for a fact that our goals need to be about more than just what am I going to sell today or what am I going to sell this yeah. year or what am I going to sell for the next five years or, you know, I know uh, when I ask people about their goals because this is one of the keys inside of our training is it's one thing for us to teach how to do social media, guys, but we need to know why you're doing it. So what are your goals in your business? And the, the answers we always get will be things like I want to get to this status, I want to get to this level. I want to earn this much money. But the question is, what does that represent or turn into for you? Uh, which probably comes a bit back to that why. But as you're writing those goals out, what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on a one-year, a five-year and a 10-year goal? Are you focusing on, a, a, you know, for the one-year, a personal and a business? You know, how do you formulate those goals? Yeah. Um, I have three categories, uh, family, Mm -hmm. uh, business and personal and yep. they're not in any particular order but the business one would come last uh, I am thinking about family or personal if I don't have a family uh, as goals and um, as a professional coach an executive coach I coach a lot of executives uh, and people and they're a lot smarter than me most mm -hmm. mostly speaking and the truth is that most people are coming and talking to me about the things that you know, not about business, but about their health uh, and, and shall we say, their fitness. And we understand that, you know, as we dig deeper into our mindset, that our self-concept, 
the way we think about ourselves is really important. It's mm. it precedes and predicts our future level of performance and effectiveness. The way we think about ourselves. So uh, that could mean for some people that you know one of their key goals is uh, I will weigh X by Y. I will. Mm commit to a half marathon, uh, I will run a half marathon by such and such a date. So people are, you know, to, to, to be the most effective you can be, I do think that you need to focus on health. And I see that a lot across executives, your mental health and your physical health, particularly over the pain of the last couple of years. And so family for me, personal, and then business. The business is how I achieve my personal and family. And the last tip is, when we write out our goals daily, they need to be personal and present tense. I will buy such and such. They need to be a measure. I will earn $200,000 by June 2023 in my financial, you know, let's just say the next financial year. So if anybody is getting ready for the next financial year, which is starting July 1, this is the perfect time to start going through your 10-day goal challenge and really thinking about yeah. what you want to achieve in those areas. Um, yeah, and, you, you make know, a great point. You, you talk a little bit about that tense, and I know that uh, for a lot of our listeners, they've, they've also um, set goals uh, using, you know, I guess the process of manifestation that I already have achieved, that thought process that they're they're picturing it, they're imagining it, they're feeling it, they're seeing it. You know, how do you feel about, you know, that wording of um, that, you know, uh, it's this date and I have achieved, you know, as your, your goal setting? Yeah, I, I don't think that's appropriate. That's not goals. Goals mm -hmm. are a forward thing that we are yep. going to achieve. And for those high achievers that you do have, um, you know, uh, the key then is to set new goals, bigger yep. goals, different goals, so that so that they remain optimistic. You're always looking human forward, yeah. yeah, human beings strive for peace and happiness, uh, mm -hmm. and human beings are naturally optimistic. We much more enjoy the journey than we enjoy the end, ironically. Isn't it funny how that works, it, right? Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> Think about Christmas Day. It's always a, you know, yep. yeah, um, anticlimactic. <laughs> yep, yep. After Santa Claus or Father Christmas came, you, you know, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what we got. Wedding day's <laughs> over. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So, so, yeah, uh, I, I'm just a big believer in, you know, I will, I do, I have. So it's always personal and then mm -hmm. it's uh, uh, achieved by a certain date. You can always shift the date. Uh, goals yeah. are meant to be nimble. Uh, and, and Brian's got a great method called GOSPER, goals, objectives, strategies, plans and actions. And you mm. think about that even in terms of a phone call. What's the goal of the phone call? Okay, what's my objectives? All right, I need to get A, B, and C. Now, what do I need to sort of, how do I need to do that? The strategy, uh, mm -hmm. what if they actually pivot and go in a different direction? Uh, what's my plans and what, what are my activities after that? Which is where Eat That Frog is really, really important. Yeah, so good. And look, I just can't stress enough, you know, if you haven't picked this book up, it's it's not a big fat book. It's a it's a pretty, you know, you can tell I've had this one for a long time, but it's um it's a it's an easy book to read and 
it's got so many powerful steps and processes in there. You said that there were 21 action steps. So yeah, as you go through, you stop, you do the activity and then you move on to the next bit. So um, definitely from that perspective, uh, you know, if you want more um, understanding around everything that Andrew's talking about here, definitely pick the book up, give it a read. Um, but I also highly recommend, you know, checking out those those workshops if you want something a little bit more practical, you want to dive even deeper um, uh, I, I, I highly recommend that. So I just want to ask you one last little question here before we move to our four, I feel like, by the way, Andrew, we could sit here and, you know, do like a, a day's chat about all this stuff and, yeah. and really keep diving. But, um, I want to know what you really truly believe is, you know, the difference between those in business that sink versus those who swim. And I know that's negative language I'm using there, but, you know, we know that when people go into business, majority of people don't survive. Um, and uh, I, I want to know what your take is on that. Why do you believe that that's the case? Um, well, you know, it's a big question, really, isn't it? And and it's, un Sorry. it's unfortunate, <laughs> but you you know you you're dead right. Um, I, the statistics are not good for about for people that go into business. The, the the answer I think is that people are not clear on the why. They're not clear mm. on their goals, and they don't yep. have deep enough reasons to achieve those goals. So the difference is attitude again, mm -hmm. uh, and our and our mindset. Um, you know, strategy is very important, of course, uh, but you have to be willing to work really, really hard. Um, most people are not in business. In, in Australia, only 4% of businesses turn over $1 million or more. 4% of those businesses that turn over $1 million or more, um, you know, the, the great majority are sub $5 million. These are, these are hard levels to get to. Even $300,000 in turnover is hard to get to, especially yeah, it, in... It, it just, just to sort of come back to that for a moment, because we go, oh, yeah, you know, a million dollars would be nice. But, but if you then look at those businesses, majority of them aren't actually making any money. They might yeah. be turning over a million dollars, but they're not profitable. Yeah, yeah, that's very true too. So, you know, sink or swim success is really about, um, you know, your desire to succeed, your mm -hmm. goals. Why do you want to succeed? And truthfully, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of negative motivators as well. Mm -hmm. The fear of failure, the fear of embarrassment, the fear of ridicule. Uh, these are motivators and you can use those motivators, not for too long, I hope, but mm. you know, they can get you through some hard times as well. So, yeah. uh, but, it's, but it is being, it's about persistence. Uh, it's the iron quality of success, really, being able to persist longer than the next person. Yeah. That, that's the key. Yeah. Yeah, really powerful. And, you know, if, if anyone's, you know, finding that why can sometimes... Um, it can, it can sometimes take some really deep digging. Um, but the yeah. interesting thing about finding that why is that when you've got it, it won't become a, I know why it'll become a, I have to. And I think that's yeah. the, the, you know, the real core, the real key, you know, you get up in the morning and Greg actually, and I would talk, Greg, uh, my husband and I were chatting about, um, you know, we, my, my parents have retired in the last few years and they're off caravanning. And I said, what would we do? And he said, would you ever retire? And I said, you know, it's a really interesting question because the thing is that I don't feel like what I'm doing is work. Um, 
And when it feels like work, then I'll retire. Um, but what I'm doing is a mission because it's, it's, I have to, I yeah. have to do what I do. And, yeah. you know, I, I really encourage everyone out there. If you're listening to this and you're going, I'm, I'm not so sure that I feel like I have to do what I'm doing. I would, I would really encourage you to, to consider, you know, maybe you haven't dug deep enough to figure out the why just yet. Um, and it's really about the money, is it, Andrew? It's, you know, a lot of people will start with the money. It's because I need to earn so much money. It's about what that does. Yeah. Sometimes it's got nothing uh, to do with the money. No, it often doesn't. Sometimes, like you say, it's a catalyst. We need to get somewhere. But you need you need to have some sort of real personal, you know, drivers to, mm. to get something. And you need to be saying, I want to do this because. Um, the thing in sales is that um, people... You know, it, sales is sort of, uh, it's a very interesting field and I love it and I know you love it as well and I'm fascinated by the psychology of sales and that's how mm. come I wanted to work with Brian Tracy Yeah. at the very outset. He's got one one program that's outsold all others combined uh, and he really is an authority in this particular space of sales because it is about psychology. Um, and, and um, uh, you know, uh, your mindset just becomes so, so important to success. And the people that we're talking to or knocking on their doors or calling, they need to go through a process of going, oh, okay, huh, this is an interesting person. All right, they're credible. They're passionate. They seem like a nice person. Yeah, I'm going to listen a little bit more. Mm. So you do need to have some passion about what you're doing and why you're doing it because then people will buy that. That's positive emotional transference uh, yeah. and that gets other people excited and they go, yeah, actually, I think I will listen to this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so, so true. I love that. So, look, um, let's have a little bit of a chat about those last fun questions here um, okay. and I'm really going to encourage everybody, guys, check out the website. We're going to put uh, in the show notes briantracysolutions.com. I think I got that right, Yes. Yep. Um, and, uh, of course, grab yourself a copy of that book, have a read. I know most of our listeners um, are probably already well across it. Um, but I want to know, and this is an interesting question for you, Andrew, um, because, of course, we're talking about books here. But my first question that we ask our guests on this podcast is, what's your favourite book for our Accelerator book list? And I'm going to have to say, you can't choose Eat That Frog because we've already been talking about it. Got it, got it. Uh, I really like a couple of books I like from Brian Tracy. He's got one that's a little bit hard to find called Advanced Selling Skills. Okay. Okay. And the other book that I really like is called Goals. Really uh, simple. No, I have this one and it's a brilliant book. Yeah, I, I encourage everybody to read that. And, and the goal, the advanced selling skills for Andrew Phillips was a really good eye-opener. Even though I knew a little bit about sales, uh, mm. it, it, was, it was the art of listening. Pause, summarise, that's how you listen. So, so mm. thanks, Sam. From what I'm hearing, you've said da ba 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 that's pausing and listening and returning the words. So that was a great takeaway. So, again, a lot of practical good takeaways in yeah. that. Um, a lot of people get by on their uh, passion, um, but they don't actually have any sort of defined professional skills. Most salespeople in Australia and around the world have never actually had any formal training. Companies just do what they did to us, chuck us <laughs> a trunk full of stuff. Exactly. And you learn and, by experience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah so, so, so that's a great Great couple of great books. 
Yeah. I will say I was very, very privileged in my um, – uh, with the company that, that I started my career with, they, they gave us a lot of formal training. I know, like you said, most people don't get that. But mirroring uh, was – which is what you've spoken about here was actually both physically and verbally was was one of the, the most powerful tools I, I ever got handed. I've talked about it on this podcast before actually. Have you? And, yeah. and that – not just the repeating back of people but paying attention to – you can play some fun games with this, and I know I'm going off track here, but paying attention as well to their physical demeanour. And, you know, when someone offers you, for example, a, a coffee or a tea, um, if I was always taught if, if, they, if they're going to have one themselves, even if you don't feel like it, say yes, because you want to be mirroring their physical actions because that eventually turns into a mirroring of, of their other actions yes. as well. And you know when you've you've got that relation with them because they will begin mirroring you. It's actually fun yes. to watch. But we won't. We, I, I love that. I think that's a really, a really um, brilliant and, and, tool. So, and behavioural profiles as well, Sam. If you can understand the other person's body language, their tone oh. of voice, uh, yeah. you, you, you know, something like sixty-seven percent of of, uh, of of a sale is actually coming through the voice box, and and our body language is not so much the words people say or don't say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of behavioural profiles, on your website you've also got, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because you guys actually do some behavioural profiling, don't you? For, for We do. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about that? Because I'll be yep. putting words in your mouth. Yep. I'll keep it super brief. Uh, we're, we're huge fans of behavioural profiles. Um, we're uh, globally licensed to represent uh, things that most of your audience probably already have done before DISC. Uh, yes, Disc is sort of the beginning of the of the journey. Um, these days, we spend a lot of time and uh, resources and training on emotional intelligence. We have an EQ assessment. We also have a sales IQ assessment that measures how much you know and don't know and what stages of development you are in terms of sales. These are 25-minute online reports. You can you can buy these anytime from us, uh, buy them through Sam, I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, and we will help you or anybody in the audience that wants to do those assessments. They're not expensive, but they punch out sort of a 30, 40-page report on your values, your sales IQ, your EQ, and, and once you know more about yourself, the mm. benefit of the reports is, is that that's cool great, I know about me, but now I also know about three or four other different styles that are out there and so yeah. that I can actually get along better with people that are not like me. Uh, and so corp corporations uh, you know, that you've worked for would have definitely trained you in these and um, they're very useful. So I like them a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, great. And I look, I I think that's a fantastic tool to have. Um, you know, we've, the understanding yourself is probably one of the most uh, the, the most obvious and most important parts of growing yourself to start with. And I love doing these sorts of assessments, um, both from from both of those perspectives, understanding yourself, but also that understanding of others. Now, one thing I will say for anyone listening to this who has team, and I know many of you will, or you aspire to have team. One of the, the things that I really encourage you to do is find ways to get to know them because the thing is that yeah. not everybody that you recruit is going to be motivated the same way that you are. They're not necessarily going to be goal-driven in the same way that you are. So I highly recommend, you know, having some sort of behavioural profiling that you can do, not just with yourself, 
but with them to help you to steer them, to lead them. I'm not going to use the word manage here, but to lead them because they'll be looking for different things and you'll use different things to encourage and motivate them. So in order to be a great leader, understanding both yourself and others is is a key part of that. So yeah, I highly recommend checking those out. Now, we're going to get to the next question here. Superpower, Andrew, if you could have any superpower, uh, what would it be and why? Oh, Sam, good question. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I picked up on that one. Uh, oh, um, I, told, I did say, I did pre-warn you. Yeah, mate. you did, you did, you did. You did. I don't, yeah. Superpower, well, huh? Um, that we're putting you on the spot. You'll give us a true yeah, answer. Okay. okay, I don't know. I feel like I like to fly, you know, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be pretty, pretty <laughs> cool to be able to fly. That is our most common answer. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you know um, going backwards, you know, learning how to profile and and read other people is really mm. really important in success. Uh, and, and so becoming expert in in profiling is a superpower for all of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Look, I'd like to be a professional tennis player. That would have been really good. <laughs> superpower. Yeah. Okay. That would have been all my right. superpower. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, that's I've I've really missed that boat, unfortunately. Uh, not necessarily, not necessarily. Yeah. For no, the over 85s, over 85s, I might be okay, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, Andrew, your favourite quote? Um, an opportunity is available to the alert and a threat to the insecure. William Ooh. Arthur Ward. Oh, an opportunity is available to the alert and a threat? To the insecure. To the insecure, wow. Oh, I like yeah, that one. Yeah. So bust out of your comfort zone. Get onto yeah, it. Get into good. it. You never know what you'll discover in your day if you if you push out of your comfort zone. Mm. Do you know my first ever uh, coach said to me, and this was before I started the business, this was um, when I was, uh, you know, sort of had the idea, I knew what I wanted to do, I had that drive to do it, but at the same time I was petrified of taking the step out. She said to me, Sam, I'm going to give you one piece of advice and I want you to wake up every morning and I want you to remember this. You've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable if you ever want to be in business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I remind myself of that every day. That's great advice. Yeah. All right, last question here. Andrew, you ready for it? Uh Uh-oh, yeah. If you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? Yeah, uh, plan a little bit better. Uh, I, I have done so many crazy businesses um, and manipulated my life and circumstances around different businesses. I ran a motorcycle courier business for many years in Darwin and wow. hot dogs in <laughs> Melbourne and restaurant in Cairns. And, you know, yeah. I just, I wish, you know, I even, um, I even, um, you know, what did I do? I, I, I had the largest vending machine company in Australasia for many years, and um, that that led me to knock on doors and ask companies if they had vending machines, and I sold out of that business, and I think that would have been a good business to stay in. I guess I'm just saying to you, Sam, you know, better planning, better thinking, and it wasn't until I sort of ran into this, you know, knowledge uh, that, that, you know, stemmed from Brian Tracy and, and then, you know, pivots into other people and meeting people like you that you realize how how important planning and the why is um probably could have been steadier um in time but you know it is what it is but yeah strategic planning is my answer 
such an important one and I'm I'm glad that you bring that up because I think a lot of a lot of people I've been there too you know fly by the seat of your pants you get so busy just doing the do that you forget to think ahead yeah. and then suddenly you catch yourself in the middle of it and go if I had thought this through in advance I'd probably be doing it a little bit differently right yeah. now yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody makes mistakes. Uh, the great yeah. people that we admire make mistakes. Uh, so one thing I take away is, okay, might have made a mistake, might not have worked out, but don't cry over spilt milk. Just get on with the next thing. And in sales, um, my favourite word is next. Oh, it's a good one. I like that. Next. Yeah, really good reminder. Next. I'll so forget good. about you in 10 seconds flat. I've become very good at that. <laughs> yeah, don't get hung up on it because they're certainly yeah. not getting hung up on you, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. great point. Amazing. Thank you so much. I, I actually cannot um, tell you how great this has been, Andrew. I know that our listeners are probably sitting there going, Whoa, you know, that's just been a head full of awesome info. It's inspiring, motivating. I am so privileged that we got to connect and, and have this conversation. So, Thank you very much for taking this time out. I know you don't do a lot of podcasts um, now and you don't have a lot of time for this stuff, but thank you for taking your time out um, and blessing us uh, with um, your knowledge today. So we really appreciate you. Thanks, Sam. It's a pleasure and it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I really admire what you've done and the business that you're building and I really admire the audience that you have. Uh, And I just, you know, just keep working hard out there is the message uh, from me and and pick up resources. Don't waste time trying to learn everything yourself. Go grab go grab stuff from the Brian Tracy's, the Sam Hins, the you know, anybody out there that you can and and absolutely anybody that's listening, feel free to reach out to us um, and or via Sam and, and we'll be pleased to help you. You know, that's what we love to do. You know, yeah. make sure you're successful. So, um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to speak. I enjoyed it too. Awesome. Such a pleasure. All right. And thanks everyone, all of our listeners for tuning in again today. Uh, We look forward to having you join us on the podcast again next week. But for now, take care of yourselves. God bless. Bye for now. We'll see you all again on next week's episode. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.